Six-Pack Lapidot, I want to give a quick shout-out to our partners, the strength guys in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs with an S dot app. And the strength guys who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, they've had several world champions, several national champions, and uh, I mean, a laundry list of records, national records, world records have been broken, etc. But they have an app with their elite level programming available, video tutorials. Uh, I mean, the whole nine, it's one stop shop once you're in here. There's a Discord where they're doing video review of your lifts. Um, to get all your lifts analyzed so you get elite level programming and coaching for $29.99 US a month. Positionsofpower.programs.app. Go there and get yourself started. <laughs> We're back. Six pack lap of that. Tori, Arian, it is the men's European recap show. And uh, we got spicy. We had some upsets. Um, some things happened, ladies and gentlemen. Some, th- uh, some names, some people dropped out again on us, which shook up some of our classes. And, um, and then we had some upsets that we did not see coming. Uh, probably the biggest of big upsets, man. This is freaking, it's not exactly Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson upset, but it's an upset. Nonetheless, um, I'll put a pin in that because we'll get to it in a second. We'll do it division by division. And it's one of the later divisions that the massive upset happened, but we'll get there when we get there. Let's start off like we always do with the smaller gentlemen, 59 kilo class and our boy, Auntie, um, Sivalainen from finland 2015 66 kilo world champion did not show and we talked about it in a preview show saying that's going to be a hero cut <laughs> tori believed in the hero cut <laughs> we tori all believed, believed in, in the hero we all want to believe in a hero tori that's we all believed in except for bill <laughs> we all <laughs> but uh um yeah i had him picked too i, I believe that he was going to do it i don't know what the story is there I don't know if he showed That'd up. That'd be interesting to know. I don't know if he um, if he showed up and just didn't make weight, or if he just didn't show and was like, "I'm not going to be able to do this," you know, like leading into it or or whatever. But it is what it is, and that shook up a lot of our our rankings there. But um, who did show up was Evgeny from R- Mother Russia with a five sixty seven point five kilo total. Evgeny uh, born in eighty one. Oh my goodness. The Wiley veteran, 40 years old, and going eight for nine to take that five, six, seven and a half. Um, Petrov, Alexander Petrov of Bulgaria taking the silver medal, and Antoine Garcia of France taking the bronze medal. Um, what, are, what are we looking at here, Arian? What are you thinking, sir? Yeah, I mean, for all of us, we got Big Fat Zero to start off the men's side. Bill's the only one who believe Ante, you know, would not make weight or not show up, and he picked Evgeny, so he got one point for that. Um, and Evgeny came away with the Masters World record in the squat in total, so good, good day for him. And then, unfortunately, first two, uh, 
Darius Wazola, hopefully that's the correct way of pronouncing it, uh, with the weaker Delif could just couldn't keep up with the other two. And so Antoine Garcia end up, you know, just pulling two and a half kilos more to bump him off the podium and giving us our zero points. So at least it was a nice little battle between second, third, and fourth. And we got some new names on there. I don't know about you guys, but I never heard of Alexander Petrov or Antoine Garcia before the Same. championship. So, you know, get their names out there to uh to people out there, you know, European second and third place finishers. My man Darius, um with a fourth he tied for the bronze, and that's all I needed him to do to collect a point there. And um ends up losing it on body weight. Damn it, if he could have hang <laughs> hung on to that deadlift. I could have really used that point and I would have uh, escaped with some. What are you thinking, Tori? Yeah, or just like took a smaller jump, but then he missed his third bench. So I think that that cost him a bit because he had the bigger bench against Antoine. So mm. I didn't even have Antoine or Alexander in my top three. So yeah, Alexander kind of came out of nowhere <laughs> for us. Um, but it looks like he had a really good, like a pretty good day. So he was able to put together just enough for second. Um, oh, I had a note here, Alexander and Antoine or Antoine missed two benches because he missed the rack command. That's why he actually like he, (laughs) so he like, he ended up getting them both and they looked easy, but each time they would say he would just like rack it. And then they would say rack. So damn, that's a bad mistake. And then he, he had the bigger deadlift, but like, it just was not enough for him to catch up. You know what, Frig? If the, he might have gave up that silver medal then, over a silly thing like like you actually complete the lift and it's done, and you're strong enough for it, and then you rack it. That's tough. That's going to be a tough pill to swallow. He'll, hopefully, he'll definitely learn his lesson because I know he's nothing but thinking about that. <laughs> when you yeah, complete, especially when you yeah yeah when well, you complete the lift, you, you gave it you away. You can't make big jumps on on benches like when he's going from like one twelve to like. 120 if that's like his top end it's not like he can hang with the bigger guys and take these like 10 kilo jumps like he he can only be taking like two and a half to five so like just missing all of those all those small attempts just like really set him back it's costly he's seven kilo behind on a on a possible silver medal and um he did he lost seven and a half kilo on his bench so it is what it is do the math and my man's isn't idiot whatever i'm sure he's thinking about it you know he's at home yeah. like damn it you know the french coach is like guess the fuck but <laughs> whatever they're, they're gonna make him like bench and hold it for like you know 30 seconds that's and right. gonna wreck. <laughs> you cost us a medal my friend you hold it god damn it that's right you're gonna learn the hard way speaking of team france moving into the 66 kilo class have you heard of this guy before <laughs> his name is penna and he's my friend. 700 <laughs> kilo total. Um, taking the gold medal. Now we all picked Penna to take the gold medal. But one thing we didn't under, didn't expect necessarily was the battle he was going to have. This actually came down to the very last deadlift. Because um, Eddie Berglund stepped up representing the home nation of Sweden. Finishing with a 697 and a half kilo total. Holy moly did Eddie Berglund really put the pressure on the reigning world champion Penna at the world championships wasn't nearly as dramatic, but Eddie Berglund actually put up a total that would have snagged him the world championships. But this is why I say 
it doesn't matter if you put up a total that would have won worlds because you don't know what the world champion would do if he showed up at your competition either, right? Everybody starts shaking things up, different things happen. So Pena has a, a good battle right down to the last deadlift and grinds out 280. So he hits a clean 700 kilo total on the dot. But Ilya, a look towards the future, actually made a play himself with his last deadlift. And I believe if we look at the math, that would have snagged him in the silver medal. Am I right? Yeah. Do you want to talk about this, Arian? Because Ilya, everyone's saying, is the guy to watch. If Pena is, is the current, Ilya is going to be the future. Yeah, I mean, we, we all rode on the uh, Ilya hype train except for Tori. So Tori's the one who got uh, Eddie Berglund correct, while the rest of us only got Panic correct. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, still, he's, I think he's like filling out that weight class. He's still young. He's figuring things out. And he's going to, you know, have some monster tolls in the future. But it was definitely a good battle where Pana misses the third squat and the third bench. So he leaves the door open for someone to catch him at that point. And um, I remember Eddie Berglund's third deadlift. He, he actually got it as a no lift two to one. I think they were saying it was lockout. And I was looking at it. I was like, oh man, it was, it was pretty, looked pretty good to me. It was close, but it looked pretty good. And I was watching it after facts. I was just like skipping ahead in the attempts. And I didn't realize that they went to the jury and they got it overturned to a good lift. So initially he was at 690. And if he hadn't gotten overturned, then Ilya would have, wouldn't need to have jumped so much to try and catch him. So then maybe we would have gotten Ilya second, Eddie third. But they went to the jury. They got it overturned, getting him to 697.5. And at that point too, Pana was at 697.5. So Pana had to come out and pull for the win. So it, it was a, uh, definitely a good battle there. And then Ilya just puts up the monster 305.5 deadlift attempt in to try and go and take the uh, silver medal. And I believe he got off the ground maybe to like just below a knee or something like that and missed it. So that could have shaken up a number of different ways, one, two, three, based on the jury and based on panic uh, converting and Ilya, what if he had, had made his attempts like that? So definitely a good battle there. The fact that Ilya at his age, um, and I believe he's 20, got 305.5 up to the knees at 145 pound man you know it's pretty crazy stuff this guy's just barely out of his teens it's the he is definitely like he's enough to rattle some people like he's definitely at these european championships throwing up a warning sign those were france got shooters pen of one but he fired some warning but russia fired warning shots you understand what i'm saying they're not hitting yet pen is hitting but He's throwing some warning shots there and everyone was probably taking notice. And it is good to see a battle like that. It's been a minute since we've seen a battle. I thought Pena was going to end up squatting more. Um, a little surprise there because I know I've seen him in the gym squat a lot more and he's taken 250 for reps. And that's what he ended up off with in his second attempt, missing 252 and a half. Um, a little surprise. I'm not sure. Maybe, who knows? I mean, he's also competing a lot. And um, I'll, maybe I'll ask him dive in his dms and ask because i was expecting a bigger squat in a bigger squat alone if he got 260 265 range on a really good day but if he got 260 range he's looking at more of a 710 kilo total which is probably a little closer to what he's expecting and um sometimes his deadlift can even be a little bigger than 280 i've seen him deadlift a little more than that uh but you're obviously the battle ended up being he needed exactly that to win and it would be crazy for him to do more than that his when you watch him deadlift, you see him do 280 and it'll be a grinder. And be like, well, but that was all he had that day. But it's Pena. You can't judge on his lifts. Like it, there's like levels to his grindiness. So 
Um, but I do want to, cause he's capable. If he could throw on like 10 kilo on his squat, which he's capable of doing, we're at seven ten, and he puts on two and a half to five kilo on his dead, which he's capable of doing. If he ha- if he's not, if he has a little leeway where he's allowed to have a final dead, he could just full send it. We could be seven ten, seven fifteen range, but didn't play out that way. It's not the way she shakes up sometimes. What are you thinking, Tori? I just, I wonder if like Pan is getting to the point where he's like made as much progress in this weight class as he can. And like, if that's the case, like maybe he won't make much progress on his total or he'll, he'll miss lifts here and there for like the next few years. And then that's going to like really open the door for Ilya. Well, like, and, and even at like Eddie's right there, but Ilya more so because I think like how young he is, he just, has a lot of room to grow in this class and looks like he also made like he made up some mistakes on his bench too it was like a command issue as well like his grip was too wide so like he wasn't getting the commands and he opened up like way too heavy so just like making the mistake there losing a few kilos and then like he would have been he would have been right um right behind and possibly even could have pulled for the win yeah I mean, at 20 years, it's crazy to start thinking like that. If he could possibly have put himself in position, like start getting closer to a 700 kilo total at 20 as a 66, it's pretty crazy. And um, in terms of what you're saying with Pena, I mean, he's he's huge for 66. He's not short for 66 kilo. Um, he's absolutely shreddies. So um, I don't know what exactly he's, I don't know how long he thinks he's going to stay 66. He, he didn't, I mean, weighed in with a, you know, a little bit of room to spare. I don't know if it's uh if the cut is making his squat come down or, or what it was. Um, maybe I'll, I'm going to definitely slip in his DMs to see eventually maybe he goes into 74, but my God, 74 is land of uh, Taylor Atwood. I don't got to tell you guys, you're two strength guy coaches and, um, and holy shit. Is that a huge jump? You got to make from a 700 kilo total to an, 800 and, and god knows what kilo total to win i mean the jump between 66 and 74 is monstrous so we'll have to see so maybe um penna stays 66 and uh if the cut is prohibiting his total from making huge jumps and Ilya is making huge jumps we're gonna have some clashes and oh by the way Eddie Berglund's not going nowhere. He's a young man. And, um, and, and he's proven he's right around 700 as well. Now. I mean, could I foresee Eddie Berglund tipping into the 700s? Yes. Pena already is. And could I foresee Ilya tipping into the 700s? Yes. Could the next 66 podium at worlds be all 700 kilo totals? Yes. You could <laughs> foresee it. You can look, look at two of these. <laughs> And it's going to be these guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could already see it. You could already see like Eddie's two and a half kilo away. So can Eddie put on two and a half kilo in six months, like, or more than six months? I fucking hope so. Um, and <laughs> Ilya, Ilya is at 680 with, with some attempts like on his bench that maybe he could shake up for sure, man. It, like, it'd be a, it'd be a crazy 66 um, class at worlds. So I hope Penna sticks around and, and we see some battles to come and, and it'll be fucking it, it, man, worlds is going to be stacked. We talk about it in the women's, um, the men's is going to have some battles too. Um, any other notes or should we move up to the 74s? Uh, I was just going to say that, uh, I, I think the weight cut obviously is affecting Pana, but the whole idea of being a hybrid in a weight class is, yeah, you might hit heavier numbers in training, 
but you'll still be better to make it the cut down rather than if he just walked around at 66. So yeah. his best meet at 66 was in February. He did 247 squat. He did 250 here. He did a 168.5 bench. He did 170 here. So he's improved both his squat and bench press um, from that meet and from Worlds. And he mashed a Delif at 280. And at Worlds, he almost got that 285. It just slipped out on, on his grip. So he potentially has a strength there. He just has to work on the grip. That puts him at, you know, 705. He's right there at the 705.5 world record. So while he is tall, while it is a hard cut, while he is not hitting the gym numbers, he still has the potential to improve a little bit more on the squat, improve a little bit more on the bench. And then if he's not in a fight, then you can go for that big pull and go for the world record total. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Uh, Yeah, he's not getting leaner. He's not walking around 66, that's for sure. The guy is super duper shredded already, walking around at whatever he's walking around at. Um, and yeah, like, like the more he can, maybe can keep dialing in the cut. Um, he's weightlifting. He doesn't want to add in much more muscle because he's huge for a 66. Um, so he can only get the central nervous system stronger without adding up too much more muscle mass. And then, um, and if he could pull this off, I I think one of the things he probably would like is that world record total. Uh, he's so close 5.5 and that's Charles Apoco who has that. Yep. Um, and Charles back-to-back six, six kilo world champion. I think that's probably something that Pena would like to take before he moves on. And then, um, God, man, when he just goes full send, let me just bulk as much as I want to bulk. Who knows where I'll end up? Yeah, I mean, it's Taylor Atwood, so it's tough, but it'll still be fun to see because Pena's a hell of a lifter. But yeah, we'll have to see how it shakes up. 74s, my friends. Um, the return of Alexander the Great the return of France's key shooter in the 74s, Rambo. And then we have uh, Germany's Joshua Wright. And Alexander the Great locks in the gold medal with a 725. Rambo takes silver with a 717.5, just nudging out Joshua Wright with a 715. Arian, what are your thoughts here, my friend? This is one of the uh, weight classes where I picked the – so for the women's recap, if you haven't listened, go listen. I had Emily Miezer for 84-plus at Worlds winning, and she lost, and I flipped away from her, and she won European, so I got that wrong. For this one, I picked Rambo to win Worlds, and I lost, and I, I kept Rambo in for Europeans, and I lost again. So regardless of what I do – Whereas you two got this uh, pick perfectly. I only got the uh, one pick third place right, and Bill got none of the picks right. And um, not sure exactly what Rambo was thinking or saying when he came off on the second squat, but his first squat, the 250 flew. He went up to 262.5, and for whatever reason, it was just like maybe he hit it wrong, really slow out of the hole. It looked like there's a little up and down. He like bumped into the rack and he still came up with it and got all, all reds. But as soon as he walked off, he like said something to the coaches. Maybe like, you know, he misgrooved it. He lost his tightness. Maybe he thought it was fine, which convinced him to go to the 268. And then the 268, he just straight up missed. He like barely came out of the hole. Um, he almost dumped the bar, but he stayed with it and they put it back in the rack. And so that really killed him that, that trying to go 262 and then 268, where maybe if he had repeated the 262, he could have gotten it, or if they had even played it more conservative and just gone like 260. Obviously, we're looking at the score sheet at the end now and saying, oh, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. Right. But if he had done 260 on the second or done 262 on the third and executed, then 
he would have been right there at the end to be able to try and pull for the win or force Alexander to pull more. Whereas after he had missed that and the third bench, he's basically out of it. He was there fighting for second place at that point, which his final delif was to move in the second place. So um, that really hurt him there. Um, but Alexander performed, came back and did better on the squat, didn't have the elbow issues he had last time, and then was able to do enough on Delph to get the 725 and get the win. Alexander is... He's, he's becoming more consistent. I think I was saying that in the preview show that um, I believe he's more consistent. And um, yeah, like you're right with the hindsight, it's easy to say, like, I'm sure Rambo now himself is like, fuck, if we would have done this, if we would have done that. But when you're there and you're feeling strong and you probably hit these things in the gym and you're like, just a misgroove, but I feel strong if I didn't miss because he still locks it out. And then Team France is like, all right, because if you can get, you know, uh, 268, we're laughing, you know, we're, 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 you, you got yourself like a, you're, you're, you'll take the lead here, man. Like you're, you'll be the front runner with your deadlift. Well, it's money in the bank. So it's tough to, you almost got to lean on the lifter, especially when the second attempt is almost like a throwaway. We're like, okay, it looked ugly because, you know, misgroove, but you were still able to get it just in pass. So you're like, if that's, that's a tough situation to try to judge on what to do with the third. And then obviously now you're looking back like, ah, now that you know how it played out, what do you think in there, Tori? Yeah, like these guys were all so close. So it was just like whoever was making the mistakes is like how it was going to play out. But like uh, Paul, like Paul was just trying to play to his strengths. Obviously, he has the biggest squad can, out of all of them. You, can so. you call him Rambo, please? Uh, <laughs> Rambo? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like just that that cost him like first place for sure was missing was missing those two squats so it looked like he tried to go for a record there was that like the european record i probably yeah probably. yeah so yeah. maybe that was his like main goal for this competition and well, he had that in his mind so they weren't settling on anything lower but yeah even like could he have made like 255 giving him that another five kilos and that would have like put him right into first so or Within then he could have hit like anyway. 260 on his second or something. But um, like you guys said, um, Alexander Erickson just is a w- really well-rounded lifter. Like he even, like he made his 255 squat. He just missed on depth. So he, like he should have won uh, He regardless. Uh, one thing I'll give Rambo, at least his deadlift showed up. I know he's very proud of it in a 317.5, mm-hmm. 700-pound deadlift as a 74 He's got a dead on him and um, he didn't get to unveil it at the world championships, but he had an opportunity here and he, and he did. Um, so I'm glad for that. Still got, so we got a gold obviously in the deadlifts um, and still got a silver medal overall. Yeah. I think maybe for Rambo, it's just like, you know, still maybe a beginner lifter and some growing pains of figuring things out uh, on open IPF. looks like his first meet was 2018 and he was actually a junior he only recently aged out juniors and in, in into the open. So he's done a couple of IPF meet, meets, a couple of European meets. You know, now he's getting stronger. He's more in battles. Now it's more important making all the attempts. So he's kind of like figuring things out as far as, you know, first it was getting overexcited on deadlift. He figured that out. Now maybe it's, yeah, figuring out um, how to hit the hole right on squad and how maybe to pick the attempts uh, better to make sure he puts a big squat and deadlift together since that's where the majority of his total comes. And we'll see him improve constantly going forward. 
That's true. He's making adjustments. He made the adjustments on his deadlift. He could have used that deadlift at Worlds. It's okay. He's got it now. It's back. Um, speaking of deadlifts, in the 83, we had uh, some monster deadlifts. We had big deadlift session at the World Championships, and we have another big one at the European Championships. Yanis Buchu of France taking the gold medal. Not far behind him is Italy's Emilio Cotti. Um, taking and Giannis got a 783, Cotty with a 780, and not far behind them, Jiren's from Great Britain with a 77, uh, 777.5 kilo total. Had to check how many sevens I put in there. Um, <laughs> and that's a super tight battle for the podium in the 83s. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Arian? This is another one where all, all three of us got it correctly. And then Bill got them all wrong because he picked Jerns first. So he kind of like flipped them all around. He had the top three names right. He just had them in a different order. You know, I guess he thought Jerns would the, you know, would be putting up a big total and maybe the other guys would have a dip from Worlds. But it kind of played out. Yeah, it looks like it played out exactly how the nominations were. And yeah, it was definitely an interesting uh, session to watch there as far as the battles for the total and then the battle for the deadlift. And Giannis, again, some, similar to Worlds, you know, he just seems to come out there and he executes. They're just picking, you know, easy openers for him, picking smart jumps, and then just playing the game at the end with the world record deadlift. He can chip exactly what he wants to to get the total that he wants to. So uh, Emilio Cotti's deadlifts were looking pretty easy. Like the 310 flew, the 330 even was really fast. And I guess they were pretty smart on picking 337 because at first I was surprised they only went up seven and a half kilos, but then that looked really difficult for him. And initially, Emilio and Giannis had like a fake number in, and Emilio was the first one that dropped down, and Giannis and the French team just kind of waited, so let's see what he does. He got the 337, so at that point, they just went 338 because of lot number. They couldn't go um, to anything below that, so they actually had to pull more than they needed, three kilos more. Um, end up being yeah because they, they were at time by race they did three kilos more than they needed but the whole idea was to pull last so they felt confident as deadlift they felt confident and just chipping the world record and getting the toll what they needed and it worked out for them so yeah Giannis is really coming on nicely uh you know young guy just aged into the open um you know showing up to these big these big battles worlds and europeans and putting up attempts putting up the world record deadlift and doing great so i'm excited to see how he does going forward Nine for nine. And we had said my man um, representing Great Britain. I, I, I Hopefully I'm not butchering the last name. Is it Jurens or Jurens? I believe they said it's Jurens. Jurens. Okay. Jurens uh, tagged me in his post because I had mentioned that um, I didn't have a lot of confidence in his third deads. He had a history of missing the third deads. He's like, miss that third dead again, man. <laughs> he had put tag me in the caption. <laughs> But still good enough to grab that bronze medal um, and grab another medal for for Great Britain. But yeah, man, Giannis is definitely coming on. Um, he's getting closer and closer to an 800 kilo total. And it looks like 22, like looking at his progress anyways, in 2022, we could definitely see him moving into the 800 total club in the 83s. And only the elite of the elite get into the 800 kilo total club for the 83. So if Giannis can do that, Man, things are going to get start to get spicy. He's a relatively new lifter, um, so he's got a lot of room to grow. What do you think, Tori? Yeah, like it looks like he can play the game well going nine for nine and being a young lifter. Like that's a really impressive thing to do. So 
it will be really interesting to see him like going into Worlds next year or even like a few years from now um, in terms of progress. But uh, Jurens also like he, it looks like he was in the lead until deadlifts. So um, yeah, this is a tough crew to was, be going yeah. into deadlifts. Though this, this was like, probably <laughs> one of the most exciting classes just because all three were like battling right until the end like it was coming down to deadlifts and they're all good deadlifters too so it was like who's gonna have the good deadlift uh, day like like i'm telling you going in being a lead with deadlifters like this means nothing going into deadlifts like these guys are monster deadlifters like that deadlift session at worlds was insane and russell or he was in the mix and russell didn't even end up with the biggest deadlift that's how big these deadlifts were like he was, these fellas can dead um but uh but yeah uh, I was going to mention that, yeah, this is kind of similar to Worlds with how many times the the world record went back and forth. And actually, even though he wasn't the overall placing, what happened is Emilio pulled the world record deadlift, then Giannis pulled the world record deadlift, and then his teammate, Pierre Reynard, who finished seventh place, ended up going 338.5 to pull the world record deadlift, and he's the one who finished with it. You know what? I was just about to say that. Good on you for – we don't – I'm glad we didn't pass by, skipping past that storyline. It was three world record pulls. Um, I mean, these guys are monsters, man. It's like the it's like the world championships all over again. I can't wait for the next worlds when this all happens again. But yeah, um, some monster dead pulls happening in there, and we had some misses as well. Uh, pe- people missing. That's that's the same thing at the worlds where people extend and then overextend because you're jockeying around and you're being bullied by some monster deadlifters in the mix. So if you want to keep up on deads, good luck. It gets tough. Yeah. Speaking of uh monster deadlifters and and possibly speaking of missing the third my man's missed that third dead at worlds and um it cost him the world title but it was oh so close no one will forget the battle between sweden's own gustav Hedlund and jonathan keiko from the u.s and Hedlund returns to the european championships clinches the title i think we all had gustav taking the title finishes with an 865 kilo total very respectable. Um, he was roughly 10 kilo below what I had suspected. And that 10 kilo ended up being the, the third deadlift that he missed. And um, he loaded up 355 and missed it. But in uh, 352 and a half was what he loaded up at Worlds and missed. And he was confident because he had hit these numbers before in the gym. But um, it is what it is. He also missed his third bench. So there was some kilos there and his third bench was seven and a half kilo jump from his second. So he has a very respectable 865. But I mean, if we dropped his bench a little bit and he grabbed some kilos there, we dropped the deadlift a little bit and we grabbed some kilos there. He would be into the 870, 875 range that we had predicted. And I think those are in the tank on that day, let alone in the future. But uh, he wasn't overly pressed. He was 60 kilo ahead of everyone else. So if he, ha- if he wants to have some fun and go all out because training is going phenomenal, he had the opportunity to do so and still take the win. So while he had 865, I got a reason to believe he's probably better um, more in the tank if need be. And then William Pickering of Great Britain coming in with an 805, taking the silver medal for Great Britain. And uh, Theodore Radev of Bulgaria with a 792.5. Tori, what are you thinking? kind lady um i don't have my picks up here but did we all get these right arian no i have uh 
Ryan and I got them all right, but you and Bill picked Teodoro for second, and yeah. then uh, okay. Picker- Will Pickering for third, because you guys doubted Team Great Britain. I know, man, and I got heat. <laughs> you know what? All the heat I got, and I got a lot of heat from Great Britain, and I know I dis- I clap back in the stories just for fun, but um, I think a lot of it was directed at the podcast in general and a lot of you guys, so I was taking up arms for us. But I think it was, because what I re-listened, because I had to re-listen to the preview shows to get my picks, I'm like, hold up. I was picking a lot of Great Britain. I think some of it, some of them you guys are taking heat for as well. <laughs> Just saying. But go ahead. Yeah, well, on um, Williams' past meets, like, I don't think he was going nine for nine. Like, he wasn't like, consistent. He's a really young lifter. So he kind of, like, he finally, like, put it together, and he was able to have a really good performance. But, unfortunately, Gustav is just so much stronger than everyone else. And it's, like, with these guys that are so far ahead, it's, like, how much more could they push their total if they were – like making smarter attempt selections but most of the time they're just kind of especially at these like european meets like where it's not where they're not battling for like a gold medal at the world championships they're just kind of like having fun so like who knows how much further he could have pushed that but um i didn't really watch the session so i don't know what happened with tidor's third pull um which would have yeah, that still like wouldn't have put him in first. So, no, I don't. Not for Gustav. He was way yeah. behind. Yeah. Oh, sorry, for second. Yeah, second. Yeah. No, for Gust- second. Yeah. Gustav was well ahead. Gustav's. Um, yeah, he's he's. Yeah. He's on another level, but these fellas were jockeying around, possibly on the podium. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know if this was just for fun though. This is still internationals. This is this is the these fellas came to do battle. What are you thinking, Arian? Yeah, it looks like if you backtrack to the second attempts, Will was at 797. So Teodoro was trying to go for 800. At that point, I mean, even if he had gone the 800 kilo total, we see William would have gone more and would have still gotten it. So Teodoro still did well. It looks like he had a couple PRs. I think he did two and a half kilos more than he did at Worlds. Uh, again, missing the third bench and, and Dale have hurt him, but it looks like everyone below missed anyways too. So it wouldn't have really changed. But Will, the only reason I thought he was going to put up a bigger total and get second is because I had seen at the Nationals, he went 300, 320, 340 on his Delph attempts and missed the 340. So he took a 20-kilo jump, and I figured he'd have more of them. What did he, he do? You know, opened up a little bit heavier, took smaller, smarter jumps, and got all three Delphs getting 335. So it kind of went as I expected uh, for him and Teodoro. I didn't realize the other guys were going to be so close. Like, it looks like Vladimir from Russia tried to go for 792 and, and beat Teodoro on body weight, just wasn't able to get it. And it looks like even uh, Rodriguez from Spain tried to do a 17.5 kilo total um, to try and go and pull for the podium as well. So looks like some of these other guys were close too and they were trying to take their shot. And for Gustav, I mean, he still did great. He got a PR squat, deadlift, and total. So you don't you don't see that too much from everyone who just competed at Worlds, turn around mm-hmm. to Europeans, make the weight class again, and hit PRs. It was just that bench that hurt him. He tried to go for a 2.5 kilo PR on bench as well, which would have put him in position to go for the world record total. But, yeah, you wonder now, obviously, looking back, if you had taken 207 or 210, added a little bit more to his total, then he could have done a, a lighter deadlift and maybe gotten a world record total that way. But still great performance by him. Yeah, exactly. It's 2020 hindsight. Um, he was talking about his bench is doing well. So 
you know, you go out there and, and sometimes it's not exactly what you thought it was going to be. It's still a monster total with an 865. But um, if you could go back in time and shake up a couple of attempts, I think we could shake up an 875 out of them that day. But it is what it is, right? Um, and if he if he had to be a little more conservative because someone was right on his heels, he wouldn't have loaded 355. Maybe he loads 350 and he at least throw his 870 right there. But um, yeah, and then William Pickering obviously going nine for nine, having a stellar day for Great Britain. Talking about some upsets, though, here we are. We teased it earlier. Okay, this is why, even though Gustav was the massive favorite to take the gold medal, you can't just put a medal around somebody's neck. Anatoly Novopismani, representing the Ukraine, the reigning world champion and winning the best lifter award at the IPF World Championships in a startling upset, goes one out of three in squats and um, two for three in bench, and then misses his opener deadlift, has to retake that weight. I mean, essentially, he just had, yeah, he just had one of those days in the office. It, it happens. He got very few lifts on the board. It is what it is. Um, some people were talking about, I'll read one of the comments, actually. We're talking about the attempt selection. They didn't like it. Um, Arian, I'm pr- you'll probably see some of this as well. But the day didn't go as planned for him by all accounts and ended up with a 915 total which is below what he's previously capable of in Sweden's own Sweden being the host nation, Sweden's own Emil Norlin, who won the world title as a junior in 2019 and came second to Anatoly Novopismani at the world championships in Sweden, gets sweet revenge, <laughs> sweet redemption, and a sweet gold medal at the European championships with a 917.5. He himself had a bit of a shaky day. Uh, missed his third squat, only got his opener on bench. I mean, he who knows if he would have went nine for nine. So if people are saying, well, you beat Anatoly when he's having a rough day, he would raise his hand and say, excuse me, pardon me, but I was missing lifts, having a rough day myself, still finished with a 917.5 and took the total or, or took the gold medal, sorry. But a huge startling upset given the pedigree that Anatoly's bringing he's been in I remember him from the 2017 world championships going back um, so he's been to so many world championships won world titles and such a, a phenomenal threat at the international level so for this to happen to him and then Finland's uh, Tuomas um, Hotala coming in with the bronze medal what were you thinking here Arian what, what are we looking at here man well the first thing I was looking at is oh let me just Look at each individual lift. So for the bench, he did 225, which is what he did at Worlds. And when he did um, bench Worlds in, in uh, October, he did 225 as well. On deadlift, he did 350. And at Worlds, he did 352.5. So those are kind of right on point. It's the squat where he lost the most because he went one for three. And that's where the attempt selection was interesting. Um, maybe he didn't really care about the placing. And he was just kind of like doing his own thing because at Worlds, he went 343.5 and then 355 and 360 on the third. Whereas here, he opened up with a similar 340 and just jumped straight to 360.5 for um, the record. So, you know, I guess he didn't really care about, you know, making three attempts and building his total. He's like, I'll just go for the record. If it's there, it's there. And I get the record and he can, you know, bump up his total as well. If it's not there, then who cares if he got, if he got second place? So it seems like he didn't really care about the placing. And also it's interesting because I believe, I forget if it was you or Bill would say that like 
Anatolia when he was a 93 would more just like chip the record a little bit because he'd get paid out for breaking the record. So he'd chip it and he didn't want to bump it up too high before Sheffield because he'd get paid out at Sheffield for breaking it. Now at the 105s, at Worlds, he crushed some of the records really high. And here he was trying to crush it even more. So it was, I wonder if like now he doesn't care as much. He's just trying to push his numbers at his filled out body as high as he can. Maybe like, you know, he figures he's only going to be around maybe a few more years. He's going to go on with family and work, whatever. Let me just put up some monster numbers and go because he seems to be much more aggressive lately. And it, it did cost him. I thought it was an upset. But I wonder how big of an upset people consider it because one, it's Europeans. And two, maybe he didn't care compared to Worlds. So I don't think that I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he didn't care. Um, <laughs> it's I hard to believe that he didn't care. <laughs> I know that, that I can't believe that he didn't care that he lost and came in, I, I, I came in, you know, second to Emil. I honestly think he thought he was going to crush 360.5 and then take it from there. And, um, you know, things just didn't go his way. Uh, I think it was an attempt selection fumbling. Um, I mean, Europeans, look at, like, what are we talking about? Europeans is not like you just, this is an international competition. You break world records and it's not a small thing. And I think um, if the Ukraine government is like paying for world records and, and paying and whatnot, this is an international event. Like, he's got to care, man. Like, Europeans is a big meet. I think Europeans is, is big enough. I know some world champions like Joey Namadi didn't come out. Um, we had some other people that didn't show up. So I get that, but still it's fairly big. I just, I think they, they must've fumbled the ball. Um, because 225, sure he's hit it, but why is he doing 225 on his second? If that was that, his top end, that that's what he did at Worlds. He did he did 215 opener, 225 second, and missed 231. It's just you know I think it honestly is attempt selection. He might have been a stitch overconfident. He beat a mill. He's a heavy favorite for this, and I think he got a little bit overconfident. If I'm going to be honest. Um, and I think that was more, and I think a mill on the flip side stayed somewhat more in the pocket, although he was missing lifts as well. And it was a little untidy, but when it came down to the deadlifts, he did what he had to do. What are you thinking, Tori? Yeah. Like there's got to be a lot of pressure on him if he's getting paid out and like, he's, he's one of the best, like he would have won best lifter if he would have had a good day. So it's just weird that they would be, they'd be taking like these, these, attempts and if he's getting paid for the records like why would he want to break the record twice like you said just like push a little bit each competition like why would why would he be taking 360 the record on his second attempt like why would he just like go for like 340 350 and then save the record for the third like he would have got 10 kilos there on bench maybe go 215 220 225 or even like 220 making 220 and then going like 230 or something from there like especially after he missed it at worlds and then um i don't know what happened on the first deadlift was that like a technical thing i didn't see that one i actually i saw I it, but i can't remember i'm sorry I, uh i'm not sure yeah but then like after that point i guess um norling just has like such a big deadlift that he was <laughs> too far behind to to make it up there and like after having a bet it's funny because like they both did not have perfect days. But they didn't. Emil was just able to pull it off with the deadlift. Uh, I think, <laughs> he was just scrapping. <laughs> I think briefly Anatoly was in first after that last deadlift. And then he forced Emil. This mm-hmm. is a PR total, I think, for Emil. Um, uh, I was going to say, even though we're seeing like Emil miss attempts, 
he was doing, you know, well on squat and deadlift. It was a five kilo PR on squat, a seven and a half kilo PR on deadlift and a 12 and a half kilo PR on, on total. So he bounced back well from worlds, even though he missed three attempts here. The thing is like, I was saying this in a preview show, Emil's top end potential is fucking massive. Like he's, he, this is untidy. If he goes nine for nine, he did nine seventeen and a half. If Emil goes nine for nine, I, I said it before. I'm telling you, man, his top end is it's, it's big. If, if this kid goes nine for nine and the thing is, he's always in a dog fight. He's always got Anatoly now. So after he leaves Sweden at world's Europeans, he's got Anatoly, he's got a battle. So he's got to be on point. He's, he doesn't in, in, in the U S and sometimes in Canada, you see people do local meets and there's, it's far more likely to see elite level people at a local meet crushing a big nine for nine in Europe, because they have Europeans, nationals and worlds all usually there's very few times you'll see a guy like a mill or Anatoly in a local meet. It'll happen, but it's more rare. So it's harder to catch these guys where they're able to just fucking go all full send, hit a nine for nine max out day and see where you're at. You're like, you got to play the attempt game and just try to win. And, um, it's more like us raw Nats where people's totals come down and you talk to the handlers and it's like, it's all about winning today. It's all about winning and that's all that matters. And that's where people might not, you know, that's why I'm saying we're in a, um, sorry, Emil Norland, I believe his top end at some point when he goes nine for nine, cause nine seventeen point five is still a massive total. This guy's into the nine twenties. Uh, obviously it's only two and a half kilo away. This guy can threaten for a nine thirty total. This guy is a monster himself. Um, I'm glad he had his day. And I'm glad Anatoly might've woken up and be like, I can't take this guy for granted. Yeah, you beat him. And there's a lot of hype on you. And you were the best lifter. You can't come in overconfident. And if he's being paid out for world records, maybe he got a little greedy and thought I'll take a world, break a world record in my second and break another world record in my third. And maybe he's thinking I'm cashing checks, baby. We're going to Sizzler tonight. You know what I mean? Where it's like, wow, wow. You, not only did you not get those world records, um, but Emil Norland just, just took you and took that gold medal. It's got to be tough, man. It's a, it's a tough pill to swallow, I'm sure. For for a meal too, maybe him or the coaching crew may have like played aggressive, thinking, "Oh, you know, Anatoly is going to do nine twenty five, nine thirty, nine thirty five. We have to put big numbers to keep up with them." So that's why maybe they opened up heavy on squat and try to go aggressive, and then open up heavy on bench to try to go aggressive. And at that point, you know, uh, a meal had missed three attempts, and Anatoly had missed three attempts, and they're like, "Oh well, maybe now we can play the delves the right way and see what mm-hmm. happens." And actually, Emil was behind on opening deadlifts projected, um, but then Anatoly missed. So Emil took the 20 kilo jump to go ahead on second attempts. So on second attempts, Emil was up two and a half kilos. And then Anatoly pulls to go up ahead on thirds. And then Emil goes, pulls again to go ahead on uh, his third. So, you know, maybe they assume like we have to put up 930. And at the end, they realize, oh, we don't even need that. We only need 917. And they got the win that way. Yeah, it, it's they're going to have a rematch, no doubt about it. But um, yeah, it's it's it was it makes it almost better that these gentlemen are missing lists, and it all not only did it have everything you wanted in terms of an upset victory, in terms of a changing of momentum. This guy's ahead. No, this guy's ahead, and they're back and forth like that. And then in terms of the come from behind, um, you know, so it it, it was. First, you're losing. Then you come from behind to win. Along the way, it's back and forth. And then it's an upset victory. And then at the end, there's a question mark. What happens when Emil goes nine for nine? 
it, the, you always want to leave it people wanting more. And and they did that because now everyone will be like, well, we know Anatoly when he's, when he's on point is an absolute monster. Fair, fair. But now we know what Mill could be as well. Now we know when they fight again, it's not going to be Anatoly's a heavy favorite. He's a favorite. I'm still going to make him a favorite, but a mill going nine for nine on a good day. Who knows? Now we got to get now Anatoly can't be quite so careless with his attempt selection. It's not going to be, let's go for a world record on my second. I'll, I can make it up. If I miss you start missing, you're in trouble. Now you have to respect the rest of the field. And that's what you want at, at these competitions. Yeah. And I don't want to spend all the time on this weight class, but I do. I, I, I still remember. <laughs> I still remember when I first started going to world 2014, 2015, 2016, Aww. how the 105s wasn't, as deep of a class, like in 2015, if I remember correctly, it was like the only class that like was like a sub 500 Wilkes and like that, where the champion was under 500 Wilkes and all the other weight class champions were over 500. So there wasn't quite the depth there. And now you look at it and you're like, the depth just keeps getting more and more. It's like, oh, just when you thought it was like Bryce versus Ashton, then Anatoly moves up and you have Emil Norland coming on. Um, Jake Amendola is pulling up his number real quick this past weekend. He did 907.5, so he's right in there too. You got Mikey Davis who did 915. And so you have all of these guys that are not just 900, but now they're getting into 915, 920, 930. And um, it's going to be interesting battles. We'll see who shows up from the U.S., but even if only one of them shows up with Anatoly and with Emil, you're going to have a battle. If you get like, you know, Levon in there and some of these other guys from these other countries, the 105s might be one of the most stacked weight classes now. Oh, for sure, dude. I can't wait to see, yeah, who emerges from the U.S. Um, if somebody, because someone can come up through the U.S., someone could potentially come up through U.S. Virgin Islands, so you might get two guys. Um, and if you get two guys, who are they? If they're both hitting over 900 kilo, oh my God, man. You know, like if they're going deep into the 900 kilo because the Europeans are now, Frig, we're going to have a, we're going to have a scrap just to get on the podium. The, the other one too, which we had mentioned on, oh, briefly on the women's recap, we forgot to bring up here is Coco, Quarantine Clement, who was oh. injured going in and pulled out. He's done 895. So if he recovers and builds up, he's still a junior. He could be 900 plus as a junior. It's almost inconceivable that he's not, he's only five kilo away and he's like 20 years old. Like he's, he's a baby. It's almost inconceivable. Coco's not into the nine hundreds. Um, so for sure, Coco, by the way, if you're listening, he had to pull out due to injury, but um, yeah, he's an eight ninety five at, at his age next year. He should be definitely deep into the nine hundreds, dude. Let's see who us sends and uh, see who Canada sends the rest of the world sends. Cause Europe's got some, some monster one Oh fives world championships is going to have a crazy one Oh five session. Um, like he'll be probably maybe the best session to see. What do you think, Tori? Yeah. It'd be crazy to see like at the world championship, having like more than two top guys, like there's going to be big battles through like right down to like, I don't know, like top, top five, top seven. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll see. Um, so moving into, is there anything else on the one of fives? Can we move into the one twenties? Let's go one twenties. Okay. Let's go one twenties. And I was getting all types of roughed up on social media for this one. <laughs> um, oh yeah. <laughs> we call this one bad. <laughs> yeah. Kieran gray, eight ninety two point five takes the European championships and, um, he does it in style. My man, 
doesn't need to come out for his third squat. Uh, so he only needs to do, he don't needs to go two for two on his squat, misses his last dead and still takes the title and takes it fairly comfortably as well with a 12 and a half kilo spread between the next lifter, which is uh Mateusz from Poland. And um, I don't know, man, I, I had Dimitro and then, uh, and then Mateusz and then gray and gray coming in on bronze and damn, what the hell happened here? Somebody talk to me. Who wants to go first? I mean, I'm trying to look at the picks again real quick. Yeah, Tori and I had the same picks. We have Dimitro Pavlenko winning, who disappointed. We had Kieran Gray a second. So we were close. We had him in second. He ended up getting first. And then we had, yeah, Matus as third, and he ended up getting second. So we were close there. Looks like Bill picked uh maxime because i think he was looking at the wrong maxime when we did the preview so he 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 picked him for first he ended up getting seventh then he picked pavlenko second who got first first and a fourth and he picked mateus so he didn't even have kieran in his top three so so again maybe it's bill's fault dude all the look at i'm telling you man team britain was getting at me and i don't even think it's necessarily me but they they're like fuck it i think this this may be like where the, the the british people got mad at you is because you picked Kira Gray third, and he got first. So you picked uh, – Tori and I picked him second. You picked him third. Bill didn't even pick him in his top three. I think and they he should get coming. He came, came out and won mostly off of the deadlift because it looks like he squatted the same 325. He benched five kilos more with the 225. But the deadlift, he only did 330 at Nationals. He ended up doing 342.5 here. Even though he did the 352 – um in training maybe the weight cut he weighed 119.95 so maybe the weight cut affect him plus i mean at that point really it didn't uh didn't matter i mean mateus did take a shot but um since everyone missed their delves in the end it didn't really matter that he didn't get the 352 or even 347 but he's the one to produce the total he went what what is it seven for eight and uh put what 17 and a half kilos on his total he can, can't complain other than, you know, Ryan's got to pick him higher next time. <laughs> man, I'm telling you. Um, I mean, yeah, for sure. I got, I got him. At least I got him on the podium. I think I was the shield. I was like the shield for Bill to take all of this. But I didn't help it with my comments and the stories when I was rallying up Team Great Britain because what the hell, let's have some fun. And some of the fellas slid into my DMs because they were like tagging me and I was reposting them. And they're like, we all good. I'm like, oh, we're good, man. I love it. Let's, let's, let's do some, let's do some beefing. And then um, Instagram had a weird little, like, I don't know, snafu or whatever. And for a second, some people couldn't find it, couldn't find King of Lifts. And it was some people in Great Britain. And some of them were like, oh, shit, did we get blocked from King of the Lifts? I'm like, my dude, I, I'm, come on, man. I like a good friendly beef, a little trash talk. It makes things interesting. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. You you guys can. We, I think it was King of the Lifts gang tag. And I think when they do that, they're hitting up the podcast in general, not just me. I think it's everybody who is because I sincerely think Bill was rattling cages with some of his picks as well. And so I think they're tagging King of Lifts. So King of Lifts sees it, the King of Lifts podcast, right? But they're not necessarily like finding Bill's Instagram or whatever. They're just going to go ahead. I repost it. So then um, I'm also replying. So anyways, I didn't realize it until I listened to the preview show. And I'm like, I think I'm taking heat for a lot of Bill shit. <laughs> for a lot of Bill's See, like, picks. If you, if you want to start shit, just like send them to Bill. 
<laughs> That's right. I need Bill at the beginning of every preview show for now on. I'm like, Bill, give your Instagram, by the way, so that people can get, you can tag give, you can give your, full, your full name, your Instagram account, give your, your full email. Name, give your fucking address, because I hope somebody runs into you at a grocery store. Social security straight, number. Give you a social security number. You need to get straightened out, young man. But, but all, Bill will straighten you up. Yeah. Also, I think for this weight class, like I'm looking at the nominations again. And first nomination was 875 and seventh was 862.5. So 12 and a half kilos between first and seventh. And when we had researched into some of these names, some of these names hadn't competed for a little while. Like I believe Pavlenko hadn't competed for a little while. And some of the names we didn't know, like Mars from Latvia, we, we didn't really know. So we were kind of like estimating, okay, how much is this person going to progress in this much time? And how much is this person going to prove they make attempts and stuff like that? And didn't necessarily play out the way we thought. Like Pavlenko, I feel like disappointed. Kieran Gray really uh, showed up. The other the other guys were a little bit more in the middle as far as how they produce. And it just kind of played out that way. So with some of these meets where there's new people or people that haven't competed since before COVID and stuff like that, sometimes you don't know. That's why someone commented in my uh, one of my recap posts that like that's why we have the competition. Like that's the whole point of competing and showing up is because you never know. The, the nomination is just some numbers on a sheet of paper. You have to see who actually shows up, who actually makes weight, and who actually makes attempts. And with the 120s, man, it was it, it was it was different than the world. Like the the reigning world champions from Russia, he could have been here. Uh, Tony Cliff, obviously uh, a phenomenal 120 medal that world's. Um, who else? Uh, Kokak. Did he medal at worlds or did he finish off the podium? I think he medal at worlds, but Turkey isn't the Turkey. Turkey doesn't come to Europeans though. I don't believe. Do they? I think they, Eurasia, but I, I think like Asia they, and Europe, right? Yeah. I think they do show up for Europeans just like Russia does. Because Russia is both Europe and Asia as well. There's a couple of countries that are a little bit of both. So anyways, um, I mean, it, it, like the, the world championships had a, a slew of world-class guys from Europe. And, um, and it was a different cast of characters that we were, it was, it was tougher to call. I'm trying to make excuses now. I'm wondering if it's working. But <laughs> um, also shout out to Carl Somerseth, who uh, got a gold medal with a big 352.5 in the deadlifts. Um, but uh, yeah. It is what it is, man. Some of these are tougher to call, but that's why you're right, man. Um, nominations don't get you totals. Ask Anatoly and Emil. That's why we got to, if we did it that way, the Yankees win the World Series every year. <laughs> 120 plus though. Here's something that, um, all right. So I feel like I kind of even got this right. This is where I feel like I should have got some points. And, and uh, I'll tell you why. The guy I picked, Rico Martin, didn't lift. But my second pick was, was uh, Dimitro Volk. So I almost feel like I want to give myself the win on this thing. How's that sound? <laughs> well, Tori and I... we each get another win. No! I was going to say, Tori and I all picked this. The, or, you or you pick and Tor- No, you and Tori picked the same. Sorry. I'm um, oh, sorry. Hold on. I'm looking again. Oh, no. Me and you picked the same. We both picked Rico first. Dimitro second, Maxime third. And then Bill and Tori picked Dimitro first, so they got that right. They picked Rico second, so he no-showed. And then uh, Tori picked Maxime, same as us, for third. And while Bill went wild and picked uh, Steve Ringoot for his third. So 
Wild Bill. That's why they call him Wild Bill, baby. But in the end, Tori and Bill came away with the one point because they picked Dimitro correctly. Mm. Wait, but Max... Oh, yeah, Maxime came second, so... Yeah, and AJ got third, so, you know, we we, we had all those shifted off one, mostly because Rico didn't show up. That's right, man. I could have collected two points right there. (laughs) I could have collected two points if this was, like, um, because... I would have, because uh, that was my, with Rico gone. That if, was Rico, my one if Rico won, you would have gotten three points because you would have gotten all three correctly. Um, yeah, because I would have picked AJ. Thank you, sir. No, because <laughs> uh, no, AJ would have dropped down. Well, AJ, um, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, AJ got a bronze. Oh, wait, if, if Rico, if was Rico there, showed up, he would have dropped yeah, down yeah, yeah. the fourth. Yeah, I mean, though, if I had known that Rico wasn't going to show, my top seed after Rico was Vovk. And I would have got that right. And then my second seed after Rico, if I known he wouldn't have shown, I would have, I said Maxim and I would have got that right. And then um, let's just say uh, my third seed would have been AJ. If I remember. So <laughs> really I won this thing. If you, I, if you, I don't, it's, it's weird. It's academic. It's, it's a lot of funky math, but anyways, <laughs> but yeah, I wonder what happened to Rico, man. He might've yeah. got injured. He might have got injured because I know at Worlds he, he said he was dealing with something. He didn't have the day he, th- he thought oh. he was going to have. So leading into this, maybe he was hoping, but then uh, if it didn't clear up, he pulls. And um, I don't know. He, he obviously didn't show. It is what it is. Um, what are you thinking about it, Tori? Um, I mean, I didn't – AJ wasn't on my radar, so he was really interesting to watch, and he's a young lifter, so – I can't wait to see him in the future. I like worlds. Like, I don't think I've seen him compete internationally before. Have you guys? Uh, I've repost. I haven't seen him compete, but I've been posting him on King of Lifts. So I was a little familiar with him, but yeah, he's a young kid from great Britain. Mm-hmm. Tons of potential. Yeah. No, he's a really intense lifter. So I'm at like, so he's so fun to watch and his lifts are just like, he's a really well-rounded lifter as well. So I think just, making a few more attempts is like something he could work on in the future. Um, Cause all of these guys were super, or I mean the second and third placing were really close. Um, but I, I kind of figured that uh, Dimitro w- would be in first or second because of him placing well at worlds. So that's why I, that's why I picked him there, but. Well, a nine sixty total. My man is is um he's pushing. Did he get a? Oh, he missed his third bench. He's got some. He's got some big lifts. Um, definitely a strong guy. What are you thinking, Arian? What are you expecting from these people? Yeah, and it looks like he had a nice uh, bump up from Worlds, where he hit PR on squat, PR on deadlift, and PR on total. So up this total of seven and a half kilos. So even with missing that third bench, still added seven and a half without a. Rico Martin being there, yeah, it kind of made it where Dimitro kind of cruised to the victory, but then the, yeah, the battle was there between second and third, and man, AJ's got yeah, a big squat there, uh, but he just wasn't able to finish off there for Delif. Obviously, I didn't, I didn't watch this session, so I'm not sure how easy each of their seconds were and why they went with those third attempts, but, you know, AJ at minimum could have done 340 and been in second place, and then Maxime would have to have pulled another one, but they must have assumed that AJ had more in him, and Maxime had more in him, so they tried to push to 345, and they ended up missing. So if he had gone to 345, 
than Maxime would have needed the 360. I don't know if he actually attempted that or not. So it would have been interesting if, like, you know, AJ had produced on the third attempt what Maxime would have been able to do, or if they had gone a little bit later on AJ on the third attempt to make sure you get into second, put the pressure on the other person to have to go back out there and make another one if Maxine would have been able to go out there and make another one. So it uh, might be an interesting one for people to go back and watch if uh, they didn't get to see it just to see how it went down. And Vov, if he could keep pushing, man, if he could get closer to that thousand kilo range, um, he's got a little ways, but when you're reading like the 900s already, the late 900s already, um, a 40 kilo spread isn't as crazy as you might think. I mean, in his bench, he's hit 262.5 at Worlds. So even if he, instead of went 265 for a small PR, if he would have hit the 262, he would have been even closer still to that thousand kilo range. Um, so, I mean, we'll see, man. I mean, he might start blossoming into a bit of a threat at the 120 plus. As soon as you get to a thousand kilos, you're, you're, you're a threat for that podium or starting to get back to that. Ray Williams, Kelly Branton, um, Jezza era where everybody's a thousand kilo up on that podium. And that's kind of what you want to see at world championships. And Vavke's a young guy and he could do it. You know, uh, we'll just have to see how he works into it. Yeah, he looks like he just aged out. Looks like he won a couple bench worlds in the juniors. And then he got um, second in the full power uh, at in the juniors in 2019 in Sweden. And now he's in the open. He got, you know, bronze in Sweden this year. He got first now in the Europeans. Looks like it'd be around 20th all-time or 21st all-time best total for the weight class. And yeah, there's only, I only see 11 lifters on open IPF that have done a thousand kilos in the 120 plus. So he'd be in some good company if you can get to that thousand kilo total. Now he's competitive. And here's another thing. So he's a young guy. He's only 25 years old previously he was like 119 he was like a, a 120 he was a 120 previously until 2021 he just sized in now he's 140 kilo so he's new to the 120 plus he's actually way smaller than like a, like a ray williams who was um how many more kilo was he like 50 kilo more something crazy like that like he's giving up so much body weight to some of these other gentlemen um so just puts a little more perspective when he's hitting around 960 or brings it into the 960s if he continues to put on body weight as he gets a little older, um, who knows what he's capable of? I mean, there's always a max how big you're going to get, but he's undersized for this weight class so far. Yeah, it's, it's funny looking at his meet results. He was a 120 in 2019 when the year ended. Then you come back after COVID 2021, COVID. You're, you're 140 kilos. <laughs> Dog, I almost I almost put on 20 Whoa. kilo, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That's what Netflix will do to you, my man. Um, and let's do a quick look at the nation's team points. Sweden coming in first. France, who won the women's, is coming in second. Great Britain coming in third. Mother Russia and then the Ukraine. Sweden, France, man, starting to be a bit of a rivalry here between Sweden and, and France when it comes to the major powerhouses. And Great Britain is, is Britain's right in there. Mother Russia at the world championships. So some of the big names uh, Fedoshenko, Gladkick, they're 120, Maskaev, all of them world champions. Um, you know, Gladkick, not a reigning world champion, but he's won world titles. A lot, Angelina, um, Elovakova, you know, some of the big hitters from Russia were at Worlds, didn't come to this Europeans. Again, this is COVID years and whatnot, so international travel depends on how people can travel. But, uh, so there's a bit of a shakeup there. And if we do a quick look at 
the juniors. Well, I was going to say that if you look at the best lifters too, that was quite interesting. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, sir. So obviously with Anatoly losing, he also didn't win best lifter. Uh, so that was like another upset too, is we all picked Anatoly for our pick for best lifter. So we got that one wrong. He got third place. Emil Norling got second. Gustav Hedlund got first. But what Bill had noticed was how close the points were is Anatoly had 113.2971, call it. Uh, Emil had 113.3791, so about 0.1 points more. And then Gustav had 113.3989, so 0.02 points more. So, like, this could have just been, like, if someone was wearing underwear or if, like, you know, someone <laughs> someone didn't go to the bathroom right before, it could have Oh, come on. Be a, be a gentleman. Be here. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh yeah, Gustav Hedlidman taking the best lifter, and then Emil taking second. Sweden's one-two punch. And Gustav lifted first. So Emil and Anatoly knew what they needed to beat him, but obviously, because they were their own battle for placing, right. they didn't care about the best lifter at that no, point. Listen, yeah, walking in on this day, I'm sure Anatoly would have been telling himself that my fight is for best lifter, it's not for who wins this class. By the end of the last deadlift, he's like, holy fuck, I hope 350 is enough to get me the win. And guess what? It wasn't. Yeah, like that's the way sports is sometimes. Some days it bees like that. Let's take a look at the juniors. Uh, just perusing it right now, my friends. Seeing if I recognize some of these names. Nathan of Great Britain, young kid, born in 2000, uh, 762.5. So I'm going to keep a little bit of a peek at. France, yeah, uh, Baden Richmond from France, born in 20, 2001, um, 807.5. He's with the strength guys, is he not? Yeah, he's with Jason. Yeah. Uh, I think Worlds was their first meet together, so they're kind of like figuring things out. And this is their second meet together. And he made a lot of improvements there, especially on squat. He had like, you know, his depth was a little bit close. He really improved for this meet and just kind of ran away with it. Yeah, went nine for nine. Um, and a little background on him. Jason knew I'd love this. He was a, a, like a nationally ranked boxer. And I think he either was a national champion or he fought in the national championships and medaled. Um, so anyways, but like a 295 squat, uh, 325 um, deadlift and a 187.5 bench like yeah he's all types of strong for a guy his age just starting out definitely want to keep an eye on him and of course coming out of france man i was gonna say a couple of weight classes down the 74s um i, I guess it's pronounced aid omisakin from great Britain. he pulled the uh junior world record Dell 308 and then he tried 323 didn't get it but that's uh for the lighter weight class that's the one i see as far as a uh big total and a world record Another one in the 105s um, from Switzerland. And, and I don't, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce this young man's name, but I got a feeling when I'm commentating worlds, I better figure it out because he's <laughs> going to be there. Um, Renee, is it Kiki? Kaki? Yeah, not, not sure. But yeah, it looks like he broke the world record bench three times. Insane. So the kid does, um, he squats 700 pounds, 317.5. And then he ends up benching 233.5. Let me see what that is 233.5 like 515 or something it's 515 how do you know how do you do this um so it's 515 and ends up with an 891 point or an 891 now we were talking about the future 
in terms of the 105s area, just like earlier in this conversation. And might as well throw him in a mix because he'll be over 900. At his age, next year, he'll probably be over 900 as well. And there's another guy in the 900s for the 105s that you yeah. could play with. Uh, I was going to say with Richmond Biden for the 93s, I know now these lifters are putting 880 to 900 in 93s, but just a few years ago, 807.5 was like, you know, maybe top five, top three at Worlds, depending on who was there. And then, yeah, for the 105s, Renee with 891. Again, I know these guys are now putting up 820, 830, but if you just go a couple years back, 891 was putting you up there on the podium. And these guys are junior lifters already doing what open lifters were doing just a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, man. The progress is coming quick. And these guys are young too, man. Like they got room to grow. Um, we'll have to see how it plays out. And um, looking at the super heavyweights, we have the kid from Georgia, Timur, with a 940. Had a bit of a sketchy day, though. He went two for three in squats, two for three in bench, and one for three in deads. Still got a 940. I didn't see it, but if he could tidy that up and piece together something better in terms of start landing some attempts, Again, man, I mean, he's born in 2000. He's only 20 years old. He was a teenager six months ago, and he's doing 940. And he was a teenager a few months ago. He's going to be a junior for the next few years. So if he could tidy this, and, and this was him on an off day where he's, you know, just getting his opener dead in, and he's going two for three and two for three. You start seeing where, you know, you look at these juniors, and you never know what could happen. Britain taking first in the juniors, so if that's any indication of the possible future, France coming in second, Mother Russia in third, Spain and Sweden coming in fifth. Yeah, and, and then uh, Rene from the 105s won the best lifter at 110.9. So he's basically at 111 where the open lifters were all at 113. So again, he's right there. Man, and Switzerland isn't necessarily a powerlifting nation. And you know what I mean? And, and um, it's not a big nation period. So it's nice to see like at a international event, like someone from a nation like that being represented. And, and you, you left our boy out in the one twenties, uh, Nicholas Payrod won. So at worlds, Nicholas won the worlds and Clara got second and now Europeans, they both won. So, you know, brother and sister dominating yeah. worlds and Europeans. That's pretty cool. He's from France. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, European and world champions all around. Good on them. Well, there it is. The European men's recap. Um, we had some battles. We had some surprises. We had a lot of nations. How many nations showed up here? Like 20 something on the men's side. Yeah. 22. 22 nations showed up at this European championship. That's a freaking international event for you. You know what I mean? Well, that's a pretty well-represented European championships. And you got some reigning world champions in the mix. Not too shabby, man. I was a little bit more hyped for this European championship. The, as the years go by, what I'm noticing, the Europeans are getting more and more competitive. Like the European championships, initially, we didn't even cover them at King of Lifts. Preview show or recaps. Um, now we're starting to cut. Well, you have to cover them. You got like world, some of the best lifters in those weight classes are coming out of Europe. So you have to cover them. Like, how are you not going to cover Leah Bavwa, Naomi Alibert, and like some of these like world champions? You got to. Um, so I'm glad to see the world, cha- the European Championship stepping up, and uh, it's it's different here, man. We never really put the emphasis on the North American Championships. I I kind of wish that we did have something like that. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I guess like 
for us, it seems like people don't know as much about North Americans. People don't see it as highly. Uh, maybe they don't see the benefit of going and like breaking the world records. And it's a little bit harder to travel for us. Like Europe, you know, the country's a little bit closer. They have better transit system and stuff like that. Where here, like, you know, if you have to fly from Canada to Mexico, or from Canada, like Panama and stuff like that, you might as well just go to like World or something like that. Whereas there, if you're going from like, you know, from France to Sweden or from like Germany to Sweden, it might be a much easier trip for them. Um, but yeah, definitely, like you said, Europeans are getting more competitive and there's more records being broken. Like if you just look at world records, like, you know, there was multiple squat world records be uh, uh, broken between Tiff and Plune and Leah, it looks like. And then a couple of uh, bench records were broken, deadlift records with Shizuka. Uh, even the totals, Naomi and uh, Leah broke totals. On the men's side, uh, we talked about Pierre Reynaud broke the deadlift. Uh, Rene Kaka, we told, broke the bench. He actually broke the open bench on his third attempt. So he broke the juniors and then the open. So you know, they're breaking a lot of world records too. It's not just like, you know, lower competition. It's only European countries. It's some world champions, some world uh, uh, podium finishers, and they're still breaking world records too within their own weight class or the higher weight class if they're not cutting. Is um, I wonder if like the next one that's going to start popping is Asia. Like the more, I know the IPF is pushing to get into these multi-sport events. So when you get into like, like the Commonwealth games, the Asian games, um, the European games, and I mean like the Asian games have all of their Olympic sports in there as well. The European games have all the Olympic sports in there as well. So when we talk about some of these nations that pay, pay you out, if you get a world record, pay for your funding, help pay for an apartment, et cetera, that's when the sport starts growing in certain markets. So then we see what's happened in Europe. I wonder when they start getting into the Asian games and they start getting into these other multi-sport events like that. And I'm going to hold off fucking Olympic talk right now, but just doing that alone is good enough that these, these governments start pushing athletes towards it. And then all of a sudden the European cha- or the Asian championships start becoming more important. And you know, some of the phenomenal strength athletes chilling in China, you know, Korea, Japan, they got them. They got some world-class athletes. If they start jumping into powerlifting once once the IPF starts moving into those directions, what's going to happen to the Asian championships? Is that the next pop? We're talking about Italy, Spain, France. Um, what are we going to start talking about then? It'll be interesting to see, man. I want to see the Asian championships step up and look like the Europeans. That's when things start really getting spicy at Worlds. I wonder if even before that, like maybe just as far as like, getting those lifters on like higher rankings with higher totals, or maybe just like one off going after certain records is like, as we know from people like, you know, Rory and Brett Gibbs and stuff talk about how, like how many flights they have to take and how many hours have to travel just to get to worlds. And then your timing is all messed up and everything like that versus these lifters can just go to an Asian championship within their region, maybe take one or two flights, a couple hours and go able and, and execute better. Or even just like, Maybe they can't afford going to Worlds or maybe their federation won't do the funding for the go to Worlds, but maybe they'll give the funding to go to the Asian Championship where they can pay their own way and it's cheaper to go and just like, you know, get a world record deadlift or just like, you know, get top five in the tour. And we're like, oh man, who is this lifter? We've never seen him at Worlds. We might see that first. And then for North America, I'm wondering if we get like the, if we get the region back up as far as like competitors, as we take a little dip from COVID, if we can get the growth going again, 
get like, you know, sponsors wanting to sponsor higher levels. Like, you know, maybe now SPD doesn't just sponsor nationals and worlds. Maybe now they say, okay, we'll do nationals, worlds, and North Americans. And you can send some lifters to North Americans again to just go for world records. Like um, you can send like a JK Mandola to NAPF just to break the 105 or 120 bench, even if he can't make it the worlds because like the depth in the U.S. is so big. So you can have lifters like that. Like my lifter, Jonathan Garcia, hasn't been able to win nationals, couldn't beat Daniel Clements. But if he went to worlds, he would break the world record squat because he has the biggest squat in the weight class on yeah. open IPF. So maybe we get enough sponsors, enough depth that way where some of these lifters would just go and bump up some of these individual records more. Yeah, absolutely, man. A world record is still a world record. I mean, if you have an opportunity, take it. Um, you talk to anybody in your life and say, I got a world record. People are like, holy shit, dude, you do? Like, yeah, in the three lift, I couldn't beat the national champ, so I never got to go to Worlds. But I can go to North Americans or go to international event and take a world record. Dude, that, the beating the best in the world and do you tell anybody in your life that and they're going to go bonkers about it. For sure, I think it's worth it. Um, and I think not only just the European championships, Asian championships, but the European games. Like, they'll be breaking world records there. And I think they're going to make a move more towards classic divisions. Um, I don't want to speak out of turn. So I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but like, uh, so if you start showing up in these multi-sport events, it might be the classic division that's there. And you might be like in a year that the European championships is rolling around. Cause I know the Commonwealth championships, I'm Canadian, Tori's Canadian. We have the Commonwealth championships, but it's every two years. In those years, the European championships might be with the European games. How cool it'll be when you see like Leah Bavois, Penna and them, roll Anatoly and Emil, roll up with all these like track stars and shit like that from Europe and they're breaking world records on like Eurosport. That's going to fucking make a boom for powerlifting in Europe. That's, that's going to be crazy if you want to see a market blow. Same with Asia. If the Asia, it's the underdeveloped for powerlifting and you want it to blow. Get it in with the Asian games and then whatever Asian TV, which is massive, is playing these games. Now they see powerlifting. That is how you get your sport to go. So anyone who's looking at the Olympic lifting for the Chinese is like, fuck me, there's powerlifting as an option. And they're in the Asian games and I could get support. We're going to see some progress, man, around the world. It's going to be some exciting stuff. I also have seen the, uh, the numbers for, because the equipped world's, which probably isn't nearly as popular, was that you're on Eurosport. It's, it's not a stream numbers. The numbers that Eurosport brought in for the IPF World Championships is fucking bonkers. But I can't say anything. I'll be murdered. <laughs> but when it's released and they say how many people watch Eurosport, watch powerlifting, it's like Frig, man, and I want the. I don't know what they're waiting for, so I whatever. I should stop talking, but um, um, it's crazy. So if we get in the European games, and then it's on Eurosport, and all these people tuning in for track, people tuning. I keep saying track when I think Olympics. That's what I think of, but it's all the Olympic sports when they tune in for those and they see powerlifting, and it's millions of people watch this. That's a wrap, son. That's how progress is made. You don't even like streams are amazing. This is well beyond anything like that. When you see these numbers on the reach and, and what's going on with sponsors for the European games, when it's like actual, it's crazy. So we'll see what happens, man. We got to see what happens. Anyways, 
Um, we could go off. We'd start going off on a KOTL after dark right there. If we're not, if we're not careful, I'll, I'll transition into Spider-Man real sneaky styles, but it's getting late. It's 20 to 12. It's a work night. And me and, and me and Arian got Spider-Man tomorrow. So let's get some rest. Um, thank you guys very much for coming on Arian and Tori. Um, we'll have to do it again. Obviously we're going to keep in touch. We'll bust Bill's chops for coming in dead last in our little group chat. We got going. <laughs> Until next time, six pack lap it at. Peace.